Welcome to the Full Minded with Elisabetta podcast, where my mission is to normalize the human experience. I believe there's power in authenticity and building a community immersed in it. I plan on bringing you on an in-depth and transparent journey of my life through solo episodes. I will also be interviewing a range of individuals who are willing to share their unique stories. On this podcast, we will dive into topics such as mental health, heartbreak, loss, change, trauma, self-love, and every other topic that makes up the human experience. While I do my very best to provide you insight and knowledge on these subject matters, this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. I am not a licensed therapist. I am simply a human sharing my experiences with the intent to help people feel less alone. If you are suffering, please consult with a licensed professional. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode. I have missed you. I am so sorry that the episode two weeks ago was not working. I've just had so many technical errors. I feel like if you know me well, you know, that's kind of like my whole life, but it got worse in the last month and a half. I feel like everything I have touched that has to do with technology has gone to shit and I'm trying to speak about it, but not manifest more of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to bring more technological issues to my life. But basically my computer just crashed. The system that I record on crashed. Um, I had my notes app from my iPhone actually crash and I lost everything. So (laughs) I was planning on doing an episode on business and where I got to today, but given the fact that I lost all my notes for it and the way I'm feeling today, it's not the vibe that episode will drop soon, but I really, really like to go with what I feel aligned in talking about. And today I don't feel aligned with talking about business. I'm not in a good headspace to talk about business and to inspire you to the best of my ability. And it's not it today. Today, I really want to talk to you about how challenging transitional periods in your life are because I'm in the middle of one and it's really heavy and really exciting and both can be true. So that is what I'm talking to you about today. Before I dive in, I like to always paint a picture of what I'm doing. I think I'll take a picture of exactly where I'm at right now because I'm actually in bed and I have my heating pad on, which is just glorious. And I have set up the mic in my lap. (laughs) My computer's on a TV tray in front of me. I did not want to go into my office today. I just wanted to be recording from the comfort of my own bed. And I know my producer is going to say, but your bedroom is not soundproofed. And I'm going to say, fuck it. We are normalizing the human experience. This is the human experience today. I don't want to get out of bed yet. It's very cold and I just want to keep it real. So I was thinking of things to say on this episode and I actually have no notes going in, which is pretty normal for me, unless it's like an episode structured, like the business one I'm going to drop where I have so many points and I just don't want to miss any, but this episode is going to be very go with the flow and how I'm feeling. And yeah, I just want to be honest with you guys. (laughs) 
It is a really challenging time for me right now. I have not spoken about it yet on social media. Sometimes I struggle to be honest about what's going on in the moment. Like sometimes it's easier for me to live it, experience it, dissect it, digest it, and then speak on it. And I think that's fair and probably normal for a lot of people. But sometimes when I'm in it, I know my vision is so cloudy and I have the blinders on and I can't really see all perspectives. I think that's why it's hard for me to like reflect and speak on it. But I also think it's really important to show you guys like what's going on in my brain when I am in the middle of something, because that's just also life and the human experience. But I'm in such a deeply transitional phase at the beginning of this year, my new year's resolutions were pretty pretty intense. I've got some cool goals for my business, of course, um, myself to achieve, but I really, really wanted to be intentional about the relationships that I curate in my life and the energy I put into them. I feel like I am someone who is so deeply loyal and loving, and I will give you my fucking, like everything, my attention, my time. Like I am big on being a good friend, big sissy partner when I'm in a relationship like I make it my whole personality. And I notice that oftentimes I'm not met with the same energy, which can be very disheartening. And my goal this year is to try and not put energy into relationships that are not putting energy into me. And that may sound easy to some people, to the people pleasers, that sounds very challenging. But yeah, I'm just really struggling with executing it because it is one thing to, you know, say, this is my value. I'm a high value person. Don't fuck with me. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my energy. But it is another thing to execute and make decisions based on reflecting that you are a high value person because you're losing a lot of people. I feel like the growth that I've had both mentally, physically, you know, in business, has left me to be very alone because not everyone will understand and support your mission. Not everyone is going to get it. Not everyone is meant to come on your entire journey with you. And sometimes I think I touched on this in my last episode a bit, actually. And I played that recording for you guys that makes me like almost throw up, cry so hard because it's just like, you know, some people are boosters on your rocket. And when you get to a certain altitude, they fall off. They have to fall off in order for you to go higher. And that's just a really hard thing to accept because I love a lot of people. But I think as you grow and get older, you realize that the smaller and the tighter the circle, the better. Um, And it's just hard. It's like, there's no other way to put it, like to let go of friendships that you've had for years because you're no longer on the same path is very painful. And I'm in the middle of that. So it's just really heavy right now and hard. And I know that this year is going to be probably, no, I'm claiming it. It's going to be the fucking best year mentally for me. Physically, I want to get into the best shape and business wise. I know it's going to be beyond successful, beyond what I can even comprehend. But I also know that it's going to be a very lonely year for me because I'm going to lose a lot of people and I'm going to be more strict with my time and my energy and who has access to me. And by doing so, it's going to be lonely a hundred percent. And I think 
that's one thing that's been a big adjustment for me, like coming from a big family and always having so many people. I've had roommates a lot of my life, lived alone a few times, but for the most part have lived with other people. And I think that can be challenging to then go to living alone again and being by yourself and, you know, being your own company. And I'm actually in the middle of moving and getting my own place still in Vancouver, but in a different area. And yeah, so my bestie who I was living with no longer am living with them. And it's just such a journey. I feel like I'm really in the middle of just like grieving all the changes that are happening. So I think it's a perfect time to record and keep it real with you guys and bring comfort to anyone who's also going through this. Like it's not easy to go after your dreams and to be financially free and to do all of these amazing things. Like it's not easy. Like it's choose your heart, right? Being financially free is hard. Being in debt is hard. Being physically active is hard. Being not physically active is hard. Relationships are hard. Being single is hard. And it is our responsibility to choose our heart. And I am in full alignment and agreeance with the hard that I am choosing because I know it's best for me, but it's still fucking hard and it's okay to feel shit. It's okay to make the right decision and it feel terrible. It's okay to end relationships and grieve them, even though it's the best decision for you. Like, I think that's one thing that I've really had to learn and accept that it's okay to feel things that are uncomfortable and shitty, even though you're making the right decision. I don't think that's talked about enough. I also don't think that the grievances of friendships are talked about enough either by other people. At least I talk about them a fucking lot. Um, I think oftentimes people in society leans towards romantic relationships, but we don't give enough attention to talking about friendship breakups and how heartbreaking they are. I have had more painful friendship breakups than I have romantic. I think it just depends on the length and the meaning of that person and just how painful it is to choose yourself. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not really sure what I'm going to share with you guys today, but I'm just going with it. So for those of you that follow me on social media, you know, I spent a great deal of time in Florida for most of January and I was visiting my grandparents and that was a really good experience overall. But the reason I went was to build memories with my family that weren't traumatic. Um, my family dynamic is like, is very dark and my childhood was very, very severely abusive. And I have struggled with a relationship with my parents ever since realizing what I was experiencing was severe abuse. And then I feel like being diagnosed with my different disorders, first PTSD and then BPD and ADHD, all stemming from my childhood. It's like a different level of grief. You know, you feel like you've gotten to this place where you're forgiving them. And then you know, you end up having these mental health disorders as a result, and then you end up in these toxic relationships. And every time it hurts more and every time I get angrier. And then on top of that, I have three little siblings and watching them go through life and trying to manage it, um, with trauma and knowing where that trauma stemmed from. It's, it's very, 
it's very deeply painful and hard to manage relationships with my parents because of it. And at the beginning of me deciding to talk about my life so openly, it did not go over well with my family, my direct family, my distant family. I actually don't have relationships with the majority of my family um, because they think I'm a terrible person for speaking my truth. And that was painful in itself, but I felt it was a testament to how toxic my family was by them being so afraid of me sharing what happened. And I've never even gone into grave detail yet about what happened. It was just matter of fact, I have PTSD from this life and this childhood. And so it created quite a divide in my family. And I still don't speak to a lot of family members because of it. Um, I mean, everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but I was met with a lot of, um, disbelief and no one wanting to hear me out. I feel like a lot of my family likes to sweep things under the rug. Nobody talks about shit. Nobody addresses things and the cycle of abuse just keeps getting trickled down and no one wants to talk about it. It makes everyone uncomfortable, makes sense because everyone had a part to play in it, but it got to me and I got to a certain age where I was like, absolutely not. Like what the fuck is happening? Why the fuck are, is nobody saying anything? This is, this is crazy. This is terrible, toxic behavior that's being accepted, tolerated. And most people are too afraid to say anything to cause conflict, cause chaos. They try to keep the peace, but by keeping the peace, you're allowing the chaos. So it ends with me. I am a million percent a cycle breaker, and that does not come without an immense amount of pain and grief and so many other things. So to say the least, my relationship with my parents has been complex. And for a while I went no contact when I decided to blog because they were just so angry at me for, for telling my story and they couldn't understand that it wasn't of, it wasn't coming from a place of wanting to make them look bad. It was coming from a place of me wanting to raise awareness over this subject and talk about my own experience. It was for me and my healing process. And I was trying to make them understand that. Um, but they are very unhealed. And when people are unhealed, it's hard for them to hear things about themselves because they aren't even able to accept the things that they've done. Whereas when you get to a healed place, I often use this example. If any of my exes were to call me crazy, I would be like, fair, <laughs> fair play. I was, I was really unstable in the majority of all my romantic relationships, which is why I'm taking a hefty chunk of time to be single and solo and heal myself. So I don't cause any more trauma, not saying I was the only party that was causing trauma or that was crazy, but I've gotten to a place where I'm so comfortable talking about the things that I've done and the mistakes that I've made that it does not hurt me. Like if someone were to say that, I would be like, facts, my bad. I owe you a couple therapy sessions. Like I just own it. Like I'm not perfect. And I came from a cycle of abuse and mentally I was not stable and fit and well. And I was dating partners that reminded me of what I thought love looked like, which was very chaotic. And that brought out the worst sides of me, obviously. So 
it's hard when you're dealing with people who are unhealed because they're going to be quick to project and they are going to probably like to live in the victim mindset and spin it. And that is very, very excruciating to children of abuse when the parents don't accept it. And on top of it, they blame you. We didn't ask to be born, babe. We didn't ask to be mistreated. That's on you. And it's taken me 15 years of therapy (laughs) to become a gentle and healed person. But by becoming this healed, you realize that you cannot maintain relationships with family members that are still not healed. And I think that's what was so eye-opening about my trip to Florida to visit my grandparents and also my parents is realizing that my parents are not in the place mentally that I wish they could be for us to maintain a relationship. And sometimes it's better to just distance yourself completely, go no contact, than try and explain it to them. Because some people, especially when they're unhealed, they enjoy being the victim. It is easier for them to tell their friends, my, my kid doesn't want to talk to me. My kid is so difficult. They are the black sheep of the family. They're this, they're this. Instead of saying, you know, I have a role to play in this. And it speaks volumes when your children don't want to have a relationship with you when they're no, when you are no longer needed. I seen this quote that said how your children treat you when you are no longer needed in their life is similar to how you treated them when they needed someone. And I was like, mic drop. I think for me, that quote makes a lot of sense. Everyone is going to have a very different experience with that and different feelings. And that's okay. We are all different. But for me, that makes a lot of sense. And going on that trip was very beautiful because I got a chance to really get to know my grandparents. It wasn't something I was able to do as a child. And it was really beautiful. I had some really amazing breakthrough conversations with my grandmother and she was able to understand why I do what I do, why I talk about the things, why I'm honest, why I'm open because the cycle needs to stop. It ends with me and it is my responsibility as someone who's chosen to take that on to not be silenced and to not be silenced to keep other people's peace. It's interesting because when talking to my parents about blogging and their reaction was, was brutal. Of course, I wanted to say like, I'm not going to get the person who sexually assaulted me's permission to speak about my experience with sexual assault. Your abusers do not get to determine and dictate how you cope with the trauma they inflicted. All of this to say that the decisions that I've made in my life have been the best for me, of course, and they're to protect little me too, because I'm old enough now to understand what is okay to accept and what is not. And any type of relationship in your life is agreements on how you wish to be treated. And if people cannot meet those agreements, you have every right to let go of that relationship regardless of its family, regardless if it's your childhood friend, regardless of who it is, regardless of how long you've known them, how long you've dated them. If they do not meet the requirements to treat you the way that you wish to be treated, or they do not respect your boundaries, or they are causing you more harm than they are causing you good, you are allowed to walk away. And I commend you for doing so. 
I recently posted a video on Instagram and the quote was, it's unfortunate how often a person is judged for being estranged from people who put them in survival mode. And then my caption was this, let's unpack this coming from someone who has personally had to distance myself from or cut off toxic family members. This is a subject I believe needs more attention and insight. Here is why I would never judge someone for making this decision or ever say the phrase, but they are your family member, friend, etc. Having to do this with multiple people over the span of my lifetime has been one of the most painful things I've ever had to do. Decisions like this do not come without a ton of deep contemplation. They don't come without fear of regret, an insufferable amount of longing for what you wish could have been, and an unimaginable amount of pain. Making this decision to cut off people who put you in survival mode or traumatized you is not only a million percent valid, it is commendable. The emotional strength it takes to go no contact or create distance and boundaries between people who continually cause you physical or mental harm is one of the bravest and strongest acts of self-love and self-loyalty. It is absolutely not something that should be met with shame, guilt, or judgment. Trust me, the person doing the cutting off is already attempting to process enough of these emotions without anyone else adding to it. If you are someone who has gone through this or is currently going through this, I'm sending you so much love. I'm wishing you all the healing in the world, and I commend you on your strength to make this very difficult decision. For anyone who has not endured this, I hope this puts into better perspective and you won't feel the need to judge anyone for making these kinds of tough decisions. Yeah. That sums it up beautifully. I feel like I'm glad I pulled that up and read it. Um, it's something that's not talked about a lot either. Cause it's a really tough one. And a lot of people don't understand it. And it's honestly one of my biggest triggers when people meet you with that response, but it's your family, it's your mom, it's your dad. Mm. What if someone was sexually assaulted by their dad or their uncle and you are going to say, but it's your father it's life is short. Life is short. That's why I don't want to surround it with people who abuse me. Thank you so much. I just think people need to be mindful of saying those phrases to people. They have no idea the weight that the word mother or father may carry to another person. You may have a good relationship with your mom or dad. A lot of people don't. And it's not our place to tell people to dictate how their relationships are supposed to look with their family, with their friends, with their partner, anything. So yeah, I am going through it. I am feeling all the feelings and the feelings I'm feeling are valid. I know that, but they're hard. And I guess I just wanted this episode to crack that wide open and normalize it because it's not easy to go no contact. It's sad. I'm sad every day. I'm sad every day that I'm not talking to my parents right now, but I know it's so necessary for my well-being. I can't have conversations with them that I wish that I could. They don't understand where I'm coming from. They don't get it. And having them in my life and, you know, constantly triggering me or saying these really ignorant things, I just, I feel like that hurts more than their absence. So making that tough decision was, it was really hard, but I'm getting through it one day at a time. And, you know, moving out with my best friend, also very sad, but I've got a new apartment waiting and ready for me. And I'm very excited about that. And I just try to focus on what I'm grateful for while also allowing myself space to feel all the things that aren't good too. Cause you can be, you know, you can be grateful and there can be a lot of things good in your life, 
but that shouldn't shame you into not feeling your feelings, even if they're negative. You're allowed to have a lot to be grateful for and still suffer from depression. You're allowed to have a lot to be grateful and thankful for and still feel upset about other things that aren't going right. It's all valid. I think for me, something that helps ground me is working out, having a pretty strict routine. When I feel like my whole world is shifting, the healthiest thing for me to be able to do is have a really strict and good routine. So today I'm actually starting the 75 hard challenge. I'm not necessarily doing it for 75 days, but I'm going to do it for at least 30. Um, so it requires you to drink a gallon of water a day, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book and work out twice a day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outside. You have to take a progress pick and you also have to stick to a meal plan. For me, I eat really clean as it is. Like I'm researching more on food and whole foods and what I'm putting into my body. I feel like that's been very much my thirties is just figuring out what kind of skincare I want to use, what I'm putting on my body, what I'm putting in my body and making sure it's the best of the best. So as far as eating clean, that's kind of already a part of my life, but I definitely want to be drinking more water and exercising. And even if that second workout is a walk outdoors, I feel like that can't hurt my mental health. That's going to be great for me. So that's something I really want to dive into starting today. And I'm really excited about it because that will help ground me. And I know that, and it'll help me feel amazing by eating nourishing foods and exercising and moving my body every day, like, and drinking enough water. I just can't see the downside of that. <laughs> There's, I don't think there is one. So I am very excited to start that. And I know that that is going to help me immensely in my grievance of all the things that I'm losing in my life and catapult me into some serious discipline in keeping and maintaining all the blessings that are going to come my way this year as well. As I'm sitting here drinking my little decaf coffee in my Mickey Mouse mug, actually it's mini too. One is on each side. It's a very cute mug in my bed, which I've never recorded an episode in my bed, but it's the last episode I'm going to record in this apartment. It's just like so sad, but so exciting, but so sad. I feel like anything could push me to cry at this point. I'm just so deeply emotional. There's so much happening and it's all at once, but I always remember this quote, the universe tests you the most right before you level up. So if your life is hard as fuck right now, embrace it. Cause it's about to be beautiful as fuck. And that mentality has really helped ground me in all of this too. It's just being like, yeah, it's a struggle right now. Yep. I'm crying a lot, but it's going to be so fucking beautiful on the other side. So I do my best to enjoy the process of it and make it manageable and do things that I love and keep to a routine that keeps me grounded. And it helps me so much. And I hope that this episode helps you guys too and makes you realize that it's totally okay to feel all the things. Even if your life is great, you're allowed to have emotions that aren't good. That's part of the human experience. It's totally fine. And you're not alone in it because I am going through it right now. But I can't wait to record an episode when I get out of this. And be like, guys, guess what? It's all good again. And life is beautiful and amazing. And this is what I learned, you know? 
I'm excited to give you guys that episode as well. And the next episode I'd really like to record is the one on business. I don't like to like tell you guys usually in advance what episode I'm dropping next because I'm very big on whatever I'm feeling. Like I don't want to record an episode that doesn't feel authentic in that moment. Just like I didn't record the business episode today. Don't feel like coming to you being the boss babe CEO that I am because I don't feel it right now. I'd rather record that episode when I'm gassed the fuck up and I'm like, go start a business. I can't wait to see you succeed. That's the energy I'm trying to bring to my episodes. So by doing that, I have to listen to my body and my soul and what I'm feeling. And right now I'm feeling just being authentic about what I'm going through. And right now she's challenging, but we are getting through it. We are thriving in the chaos. We are not letting this defeat us. We're looking for the lessons around every corner. I feel like that's all I have to say today. I just want you guys to know you're not alone. And if you have any questions for me, you can DM me on Instagram. You can email me fullmindedpodcast at gmail.com, whatever you feel. And yeah, feel free to chat with me. Feel free to ask me questions about what you're going through. If you need any advice or support, I got you guys. I got you, but it's going to be okay. It's just another chapter in life. All of the chapters make up a beautiful life. It's not a bad life. It's just a tough season and that's okay. And I'm proud of y'all and I love y'all. And I'm so honored that you guys tune into my podcast and listen to it. Like what the fuck? That's so cute. I'm obsessed with you guys. (laughs) Thank you for supporting my dreams and supporting my businesses and listening in and reminding me I have something valuable to say. I appreciate it more than you guys understand. Um, Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. It feels like I've said everything I feel the need to say. So I'm going to wrap it up so I'm not rambling. And tune into next episode, which will drop in two weeks, which will more than likely be the business one. Unless, of course, I don't feel compelled to record it. But I think I will. Okay, until next time, guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I loved having you. If you wish to support this podcast, please follow us so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on social media at Full Minded Podcast. Please visit our website at www.fullmindedpodcast.com to submit all your questions. If you wish to be a guest on this podcast, please fill out the form on our website to apply. Your continued support means the world, so thank you again for taking the time out of your day to tune into Full Minded with Alyssa Betta. Until next time, be kind to yourselves and remember that there is power in owning our imperfect and messy lives. It's all a part of the human experience and you're not alone in it.